Hello, and welcome back to the NoScore Review Show. I'm your host, Nick Green. And once again, countless times this year and countless more to come, uh, Jake Sturkenboom is back on the NoScore Review Show. Welcome back, Jake. Happy to be back. You know, missed a few. Sadly, had to miss out on uh, Scream because I... You were arguably the most excited out of our entire friend group at work. (laughs) You were not able to even make it to our little uh, group showing. Yeah, you know what? But but you know what? Let's let's hit let's hit back hard with uh, with this new installment. Yes, this brand new review show Uh, today. We are reviewing Shazam Fury of the Gods, the sequel to the 2019 uh, DCEU film i guess it's i don't know if that's like the official title of their the the prior cinematic universe yeah for dc comics um but uh yeah shazam fury of the god gods is what we're reviewing today the first little bit of this review will be spoiler free we'll just do our general thoughts and then we'll jump into the nitty-gritty later on we'll give a full spoiler warning uh before that um so yeah without further ado Let's jump right into our general thoughts. Jake, what did you think of Shazam Fury of the Gods? Maybe one of the most unremarkable. Like I, I, that's kind of the word I have for it. It's just unremarkable. There was mm-hmm. I didn't really find anything to be groundbreaking. I wasn't really, you know, there was nothing really to be excited about. I, I don't know if this includes the whole expectations part. And I told you yesterday, I was going into this with the lowest expectations possible. At work, I was telling you, like, yep. I I'm dreading going and seeing this <laughs> and it, maybe it was a good mindset to go in with because i just i just see it as unremarkable i'm not let down i'm not like blown away or anything you know it's just just unremarkable yeah it was definitely one of the films of this year yes uh it feels like they played it safe they didn't do anything super captivating or original uh, it feels like they kind of lost the charm th- that was around for the first film. Um, kind of that, like the the story of like the scrappy teenager figuring out how to become a superhero. Uh, most of that was kind of devoid in this film. It felt very just blah overall. It was like, like you said, it was just there's not much in this that really stands out for me uh when it comes to like recommending it to people or just like revisiting it in the future like i feel like i'll i'll probably revisit the first shazam uh going forward because i actually i quite enjoyed that film it was a good one yeah um it was one of the stronger just overall dceu films in my opinion um and one that i'll definitely revisit but this one on the other hand there was just nothing for me that really was worth it. Um, my expectations uh, were kind of the same as you. I was hearing not great things. Um, we'll get into this a little bit more in the uh, nitty gritty of it all, but the whole restructuring of uh, DC, like the DCU going forward with James Gunn and Peter Safran, I think his name is. Um, yeah. That definitely put a damper on just kind of this year for DC in general uh because pretty much I think every because I don't think Joker is coming out this year um but every DC film that's coming out this year is basically not being included in the the restructure 
and the revamp. So it, it was, that was kind of a like subconscious thing that was weighing on me going into this film. And like I said, we'll get into it with more details about what actually happens in the film in relation to that. But uh, yeah, it, uh, this just didn't really work for me overall. It's a very forgettable film. Like the, the set pieces were fine, but nothing that, especially in this day and age of the, um, the just the sheer amount of superhero films and action adventure films and blockbusters that are coming out, it's just there's nothing noteworthy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, um, I guess that's kind of what what's <laughs> going to do it for our uh, spoiler free review. Um, Very much. I I mean I like just kind of getting into like. Tip, dipping our toe into like highlights and lowlights like uh not spoiler stuff but jack dylan grazer um as freddie i thought was pretty good like i think oh, with the exception of zachary levi i think most of the cast was pretty good i kind of feel like helen mirren and lucy lucy Liu were a bit wasted like it yeah. feels like any <laughs> any two actresses could have filled those roles like they yeah. didn't really give them much to do which i feel like the villains have the most opportunity to like for the actors to kind of play with it and get really over the top and bombastic or just like really lean into whatever the actors strengths are that are playing those roles. Yeah. So yeah, it was just kind (laughs) of wasted on the villain side. Um, The family dynamic was still there for the most part in terms of like performance wise, like the chemistry, I think worked for the most part. It was just that there wasn't much substance there in terms of actual character work or story. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Do you have anything else you want to talk about before we get into Um, spoilers, Jake? You bring up spoilers, but what is there? I don't even think there's much to spoil. Well, I mean, like there's, I would say there's stuff to spoil. Um, but we'll, we'll get yeah, it. in terms of this, it, it actually meaning anything going forward, like the spoil spoilers don't really okay, mean yeah, much, I guess. Yeah, I you know I don't really have much more to comment. Honestly, it's okay. Unremarkable. <laughs> All right. Well, without further ado, we'll get into our highlights and lowlights. Then, so this is your official spoiler warning for Shazam: Fury of the Gods. If you don't want to know anything before going to see it, if you are that driven to go see it in the theater. Um, click off now, pause the video, come back once you've seen it, or if you don't care, then stick around because we're going to get into spoiler territory. Jake, highlights yes. and lowlights. I imagine this will mostly be lowlights. Yeah. Um, I well, before I get into any kind of lowlights, uh, the the one the one thing you probably saw, but uh, the one thing that got me was the skittles bit. Honestly, it dude. As, as camp as camp as it was, I did not expect that was the one thing I didn't expect to happen. Yeah, that I was genuinely like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, but like they even say the the slogan and everything. It's yeah. like they said the slogan. Well, and I mean, uh, you even told yeah. me you told me today they could have just cut that part out of the movie, and that could have been the Skittles commercial. Like it, it would not surprise me at all. Like once this has done, it's like theatrical run. I feel like. Yeah. Like, I feel like they could actually just use that clip when um, they do their, like, marketing for when this goes to, like, Blu-ray and digital um, and sell Skittles at the same time. Like, dude, this actually, 
this actually that scene would have been a perfect promo like if uh movie rental stores were still around that would be like the perfect promo for like oh, a yeah. rent shazam to get a free pack of skittles or something I, yeah, yeah yeah you know you know it was that see that was something that i was i don't even i don't even know if it was uh, like good but it's a highlight for me if i was right. if someone did, was to ask me what's what's something that happened in shazam i would go straight to the skittles thing yeah um i i I liked yeah. it because it was unexpected, but but I also didn't like it because it was straight up just like one of the most blatant advertisements. <laughs> it felt like this whole film was just to have just in service of getting a Skittles ad out there yeah. almost. Um, so, yeah, it was just so lazily done. Yeah. I mean, like it, it worked like it was incorporated into the film, but it was just so obvious and blatant that it it took yeah. me out of the film a little bit but i mean the uh, the little girl saying taste the rainbow motherfuckers was yeah. was yeah. a pretty good highlight that actually that was the only time the film got a chuckle out of me and if only it for it being just absolutely absurd um yeah uh otherwise i felt like we kind of talked about it uh, I don't know if it was last night or whatever, but we were like pretty straight faced the entire film. It's just got more yeah. of the same recycled witty banter yeah. that you've heard a uh, hundred times over now in the latest superhero films. Um, so there's nothing really new in terms of that. Uh, yeah, like just, I mean, I say uh, Freddy and even the wizard uh or like kind of yeah. highlights but like their their banter in the jail was just kind of like this is kind of weird um yeah uh i thought the like the set pieces were cool i actually kind of enjoyed the the final uh like baseball diamond set piece where he was just like chasing down the dragon and charging up the staff trying to play keep away um in the dome that was it was uh different enough i think to be interesting in the moment but like i said it d doesn't have a lot of lasting appeal i don't think uh zachary levi uh, overall just wasn't great for me yeah he like his accent was kind of weird the whole film and then it, he was just kind of playing a, a doofus the entire time um i would have really preferred to see more of um uh asher angel i think his name is the guy who act the kid who, who actually plays Billy plays Batson. Billy Batson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, seeing more with him and actually just seeing more of the entire the family group dynamic family, yeah. be more front and center instead would have been great. And having and using the uh the Shazam like family uh like superpowers more as a set dressing and like a storytelling device rather than being just front and center and only going for like the spectacle of like the big bombastic set pieces and whatnot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to hop yeah. in with any uh, other? <laughs> I think. Other um, well. Well, no. I have. I have one big one. Okay. Uh, but before I get to that one, I'll say the. Um, just the dialogue. <laughs> like yep. there were moments when they just expo exposition oh god that was yeah, so the, bad at the beginning after like say after that bridge scene they all get together he's like okay now we need to keep the bridge up and oh man and then there's just other things like oh they're doing this the oh, um what really got this. me 
what really got me was when the the sisters first go to the wizard in the jail and then yeah. they're just literally just dumping like story beats and like greek mythology lore on top of you it's like yeah. i i don't care about yeah. any of this like this is your half-ass like character motivation of like how your your evil plan is going to happen it's it just didn't do it for me i was yeah, really taken out was, of that part there were just times when i could just tell there's ways that you can show this in a shot and not tell yeah but i guess we're just trying to cater to a rather child audience um well, another thing I was pretty surprised by was um, our theater, which was wasn't the best theater, but no, the com the comedy they were eating it up. They were oh, laughing yeah. like I think we were hard. very much in a not to like I don't want to sound too like highbrow or like I don't want to sound like I'm on my high horse or anything, yeah. but like it was very much a it felt like a casual moviegoer crowd. Very um, like I think there were a lot of like. Uh, groups of teenagers that came inside and like yeah uh, just your everyday uh moviegoer rather than like the more regular customers who are a little more um uh what's the word like adept with like story structure and like yeah. character beats and just, character arcs and everything right yeah. they're just there to they were they the, were eating uh, up like i there was one guy like to the right of us behind us. He would like repeat the, the one liners that yeah. like happened. It was like, okay, whatever floats your boat, I guess. So um, yeah, I yeah. like in terms of recommendations, kind of bouncing a little bit all over. Um, it, it's a f like a fine, like switch your brain off, uh, like just stare at CGI yeah. set pieces for two hours. It's, it's a long movie too. It's, where is it? Two hours and ten minutes? I guess not like long, and long, but not the longest, but it, yeah. yeah. Um what else? I didn't love the uh the Anthea plot line that made like zero sense to me. Yep. Of like why why is she at the high school if they don't actually know who the, the Shazam family is, right? Like I don't I don't quite get it. And then yeah. the whole plot twist of her actually being one of the sisters. Um, the the whole romance storyline as well felt like very minimal and like low effort. Um, yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what else there is much to say. Um, like, um, I, I think there was a lot of like uh, too many cooks in the kitchen kind of situation with, say, certain storylines. Like, I know they did that whole dome thing, but they kind of forgot about the dome after a little bit. Like, he didn't know if it was still there. Mm -hmm. um, all those monsters spawning just to do the Skittles bit, I assume. Like, there's just so there's just so much going on. And I feel like if they focused on, like, one specific thing, that that could have helped. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, see, I heard you say CGI. That just made me think uh, CGI was not that good. It was fine like i well, think the dragon maybe was one of the worst things and that I, just i think needed a little bit more time in the oven i, I thought it was the people riding the dragon well like, yeah like lucy Lou is just, just on a green screen saddle yeah yeah yeah, yeah so that, that that wasn't pretty good but um i my biggest gripe is how horribly whoever whoever greenlit letting that trailer go out was oh. The, whoever the greenlit whoever Wonder Woman stuff. This, this might well no the green the 
the Wonder Woman stuff isn't actually in a trailer, but even in the trailer, there's so much. And then, um, and then yeah, so Warner Brothers releases a TV spot that right. literally shows the Wonder Woman scene, which is the end of the movie. It's the end of the movie. So, like, I uh, got that kind of spoiled for me a little bit uh, yep. beforehand as well, but I I hadn't actually seen the spot still. So when that first fake out dream sequence happened, I thought that's just what would have like um, leaked or um, they used in the TV spot, like just showing the back of her. Um, I didn't realize it was literally the it was, actual it was, scene with Wonder Woman. It was full on, and the the TV spot has her saying like the you know how she's walking away. She's like, "Keep working at it, kid," or whatever. Oh, God. Like that's that's the clip that's in an actual TV spot that they released, Jeez. and it's been less than one week of release. It's yeah. crazy. I feel Absolutely like that was crazy. definitely a like uh, a low effort way of trying to get people in this theater and just being like, "Oh, Wonder Woman's in this film," because like that would have been such a great surprise, right? It's at least for say something like Endgame, they started to have TV spots with the portal scenes and all that about a month and a half after. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, I, to be I, fair, Endgame and Shazam two definitely exactly, have different levels exactly. of spoiler. But that's, but that's a situation where it's like you need to wait more than a week. Wait, well, yeah, because totally. you know there's going to be people who are going to go on the Tuesdays. Um, yeah, it's just it's just very annoying because I told you after I think that Wonder Woman cameo would have hit hard. That would have been a highlight for me if it wasn't spoiled for me. Yeah, I also actually just want to talk about it. It definitely would have been a much bigger surprise and a much better pay not payoff, but just like yeah, just a big surprise. Yeah. I did, however, watch a review uh, talking about how it was probably one of the biggest um, gripes of the film for them. And I kind of have to agree because it is, while it is a fun like cameo surprise, it's just literally a deus ex machina where like she comes in and just uh, fixes everything. She fixes the staff. She revives Billy, like all of any stakes that happened at the end of the film. It's like, well, whatever. You're back to normal. Everyone has their powers again. Yeah. So yeah, they, they just didn't have any sort of, integrity when it comes to like the stakes of the film either like this is very much it feels like just a cookie cutter copy paste superhero film like you've seen it before you've heard it before there's really nothing else new um that is offered in this film in this film um and yeah unremarkable uh, unremarkable um I don't necessarily even know what they were going for in terms of like a creator goal. Um, And I'm curious to know how much like COVID affected their like uh, plot and shooting schedule. Like if things needed to be reshot at all. Um, Yeah. I I also, because like the DC universe was, very much in this weird kind of limbo state pre James Gunn announcement, right. Of like, they didn't, they kind of abandoned all hope of a tied in universe, uh, after the Snyder. Well, not, not after the Snyder cut after justice league kind of flopped. And they just were just, they just decided to let, let, uh, the creators loose and be like, okay, you can make, make an Aquaman film, make a suicide squad film, make another suicide squad film. 
like it it didn't really have much cohesiveness and they kind of felt like they were leaning more into just creator expression and letting them play with these characters and not have much of a focus and almost kind of be the antithesis to like the MCU. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm curious. And that's where Shazam like came from basically. And that's like one of the, the shining stars of those few films in the last few years. Um, but yeah, I really don't know what they were going for with this, uh, with this one, I wonder if like they were still in the pre-production phase or even just writing phase uh, before like rumors of like uh, Warner Brothers Discovery like merger and uh, just the whole DCU slate wipe. Right. And if yeah. it was just like they just decided to phone it in and get a paycheck before everything got reset. Who knows? Yeah, um, I definitely don't want to like bash the filmmakers for like um the dcu slate wipe right because like i can't imagine they had much influence or they had much say in the matter um they were probably just trying to make uh their own film so it's not their fault that like some of the things that are like interconnected like the wonder woman stuff and the post-credit scenes they don't really matter much anymore so but i don't think that's really on the filmmakers per se Um, it seems to be a theme with DC is is that there's always a goal, but then there's always so many restraints. And I feel like that happened with the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Um, and who knows? It could, could have gone on with some other stuff too. So what can, what can you do? That's it's following in the footsteps of every other DC film. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to use this as the benchmark for the next few DC films coming out this year. Um, so I'll try and keep an open mind. Yeah. Uh, going forward, Flash looks interesting. It does. Uh, Aquaman two. I'm a little less excited apparently about. That's, apparently that's not looking too good. Yeah. So I don't know. Open mind. Open um, mind. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, I can't really say I recommend Fury of the Gods. Um, yeah. I don't know that I really have a pro <laughs> for this film. Um. I I think it was kind of cool whether this actually meant anything. I thought uh, the um, Shazam's costume kind of becoming like Black Adam's uh, in that final fight. I don't know if that was fully intentional or not. If that was kind of like a a wink to to Black Adam. I don't um, know. <laughs> that, that might just be me drawing conclusions. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I I actually don't think this has ever come up. Uh, since we have seen it jake but uh where do you rank this compared to black adam because you're you've actually seen both i think black adam was still worse really wow okay i am very i'm very low on you black hated adam. black adam i genuinely i genuinely thought that it was just the rock coming in for a cash grab because he feels like he needs to be a part of some kind of superhero thing but he wanted to come in and control the entire thing and you even hear the stories over this, over this stuff, and you got Zachary Levi making Instagram stories, like basically confirming this. Like he wanted to have a Black Adam cameo at the at the end of the movie, but I guess The Rock nixed it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, no, I I think everything around Black Adam is just yeah, it was not good. This this at least I can enjoy as a generic superhero movie. I don't think it did anything amazing. I just think mm-hmm. that it is so damn forgettable. Yeah, I'm not going to remember it in a few months. Not going to remember it. Not going to revisit it for that matter. Yeah. 
Um, interesting. Um, in, in terms of uh, DCEU, I have it around like Birds of Prey, One Room in 1984 area. Okay. I haven't seen 84. Uh, I remember enjoying Birds of Prey for the one time I, I saw it. I thought it was fine. Birds of Prey, I'm just like, eh. I, I yeah, I don't know if I want to revisit Birds of Prey yeah. to uh, shed some new light on it, but every time I like revisit any sort of like video essays or like reviews <laughs> of that film, it's like yeah. they're never really that positive. So you know um, the greatest. Yeah. Uh yeah. Um yeah. we'll kind of nix the pros and cons, I think, for this one. It's just overall not not uh, a recommendation <laughs> from me and Jake. Yeah. Um like I said in my letterboxd review, like maybe check it out on uh on streaming. streaming. It's it's a like fine just over two hours turn your brain off popcorn movie if that's all you need then this will yep. do it it'll it'll get the job done for sure probably have better options there are definitely better options yeah um well there we go folks i think this uh might mark uh the shortest review shortest, of 2023 yeah. so far <laughs> um jake where can the people find you they can find me on uh letterbox.com slash sturkin boom s-t-u-r-k-e-n s-t-u-r-k-e-n e-o-o-m as in boom um yeah dude i even talking about it now just gives me the ick about this movie <laughs> like I, like it's going through my mind right now i'm like uh yeah well they can't uh, all be winners in a month as packed as march um do you have any other recommendations other recommendations um Let's keep it in DC. Just go watch that Snyder Cut if you have the time. Okay. Let's peak DC. Um, cool. Oh, actually. Oh, and here, I'll... Actually, because I have a recommendation for you. Yeah. Because this, we had literally talked about this. So the post-credit scene has the... It's set in the kind of where Peacemaker takes place. Right. Go watch Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Go. So good. So good. I really I enjoyed it. And I'm not just a John Cena simp. It was good. <laughs> So there you go. That. There's a recommendation for the audience and for myself because that's still on my watch list. I'll definitely sure. have to check that one out. Now that Last of Us is over, I need something to watch on Crave. So perfect. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, you can find me wherever you're listening to or watching this episode of the No Score Review Show. Um, March is uh, not quite over yet. We still got a couple more reviews coming down the pipeline. Uh, we'll have a John Wick Chapter 4 uh review coming out sometime next week um and yeah after that will be uh april um mario movie is coming up pretty soon that that should be exciting john wick next week john wick next week um and yeah uh you can uh go check me out on all the socials as well and letterboxd uh at no score or at no score reviews um i also have been making little TikToks and Instagram reel highlight videos of such, all the review episodes. Such amazing short form content. Exactly. Capital C content. Um, so go check those out if you're into that type of thing. If you're into video game Let's Play content, I've got my uh, YouTube channel for that stuff at No Score Plays. I uh, haven't been uploading anything new lately, but I like recently finished uh, my run through of the Resident Evil remake games. Resident Evil 4 remake is coming out uh, later this week. So those episodes will be coming out on that channel soon if you're into that sort of thing. 
Um, and then I also play indie games here and there uh, whenever I've got the time. Uh, but yeah, until then, thank you all so much for watching and listening to this episode of the No Score Review Show. Jake, once again, thank you so much for joining me. Always Thanks for having me. And uh, if you enjoyed this, leave a five-star review on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Yes, it's, and uh, also let also. us know what you thought of Shazam Fury of the Gods. I'd love to generate some discussion, healthy discussion online uh, about movies and games and TV shows. So uh, let us know what you thought in the comments below or uh, tweet at me at no score reviews. On top of commenting, if there's any movies from the past or franchises that you would like us to talk about, let us know. Yeah, um, totally. Because we are we are planning, or not 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 we you you <laughs> the are royal planning. we you, ma- you make the you make the uh, I'm in charge. You, here. you make you make the list around yeah. here, but uh, just, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, I'm still past. figuring out format for uh, visiting old, uh, well old, uh, old. already <laughs> released uh, entertainment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let me know if you have any recommendations or stuff you'd like me to review and other guests as well. Um, but yeah, once again, thank you all so much for watching and listening and we'll see you in the next review. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.